0: another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining me today on the show, I've got with me hip-hop artist Jay Carr. Uh, his uh, last EP, What Happened to Love, came out last year on Valentine's Day. Yep, yep. Uh, he also has a song with Genesis Renji. Since then, it's called Take You Down. Uh, streaming everywhere. I'm excited to talk to him about his artistry and a little bit about why he does what he does. Welcome, Welcome to the there. show, Jay Carr. Thank you for
1: having me. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. How are you doing today? Oh man, I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Uh, I was excited about coming here, man. I've been watching a few of these, and I've seen them, you know, on Facebook. I see you had. Eishel. Shout out to
0: Eishel. Okay, she dropped you off just now. She's like, you better shout me out. See, I slid that in it? Oh, we're going to... See, I slid that in Right. forget. Get That's right super smooth, here. man. Yeah, was that? Definitely... Oh, big old shout out a thousand times, Eishel, because uh, she has helped so many of these young emerging artists man, navigate their brands. So. Man.
1: And if you don't know who she is, Eishel is... She basically is a person that cares about the Milwaukee music scene enough to hound you. I don't even want to use the word hound, but it's like pretty much to get people attention and get on their business. Because it's a lot of money out here. And a lot of people missing out on it because they aren't properly informed on certain information and she has that information for you,
0: so. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And even if you don't make music. Right. I don't make music. (laughs) I don't make music, but I still met up with her, and still, you know, she gave me valuable uh, insight on how I can keep branding myself better, like, how I could be making, like, instead of just posting, like, you know, just the cover photo for an episode, like, oh, I had this person on having the videos like the clips posting stories regularly using the canva app (laughs) shout out to canva
1: yeah shout out to canva yeah Yeah. she definitely has a lot of brilliant ideas as far as it as like the branding and marketing and everything goes like that's that's very much her niche
0: yes so if you yeah like like he said if you don't know her get to know her and on that note, let's pour up some Look. some Don Julio, Mr. Julio himself. Oh, and yeah. he's joining us today. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, that was that was a tag along guest. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> tag along guest. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a this is a, a collaboration episode actually you know, with, with Don Julio. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this stuff, man. No problem. No problem. I, no problem. I, I love uh, I see when I first started doing the show, um, I like. Drinking was almost like a central component of the show in its nature. You know, like yeah. I was just drinking whatever cheap alcohol I could bring, could get my hands on, but like the hour Pretty before much. the yeah. episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like get get fucked up on, on the show. The show while but I just started doing the show so much and like, I can't be getting fucked up yeah, like this all every the time. time. <laughs> every day it can't be healthy. Right. Especially when I'm doing like multiple episodes a day and type shit. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah man. You're going for the record. <laughs> yeah, right. You going for the record. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Yeah man. Hmm. Bro, I I must say that um I used to be like afraid of tequila for a while like cause yeah. I would just every time I would drink it I would just do stupid shit you know yeah. because it, it does get you <laughs> yeah, weird it gets you there but, very quickly too. right but it's guys like Comparatively to like other liquors, like honestly, I prefer tequila now. Like it's, but I drink tequila over vodka or party liquor.
1: Yeah, that's I definitely, I definitely have to call it a party liquor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Don Don is very smooth. Yeah, so that's
0: why. I, I prefer and it. I feel like it's mostly because people drink shitty. Like they drink Jose Cuervo, you know. Like yeah. that's a rough. Tequila, <laughs> very rough. Very but this, yeah, this is smooth. Uh, Don Quixote is another really smooth tequila. Like, see, so yeah, yeah. I think my actually my first time drinking tequila
1: was uh, Jose Cuervo. I think that was. Oh yeah. It was. Oh, it's it like th- yeah. That's it,
0: like the it, brand everyone
1: knows. Like, yeah, this shit is not. It's not what's up. I, don't right. get, I don't <laughs>
0: drink
1: this one. This is not the one for me. No. No. I, I actually prefer. If we talking about preference drinks, I prefer. Either do say if we. I'm am a brown drinker. I like brown. White is kind of a sure. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a emotional pusher, yeah. emotional button pusher sometimes, mm. and you get elements gets you in you the feels. Yeah, that right? you don't really want to be in. Yeah, you know, you're looking around
0: like oh, yeah. hey, my bad. <laughs> that's how the dude. That's how I am with like uh, like uh, the henny. Oh yeah, the henny will get me in the feels yeah. most of the time. I, don't think, I only drink Henny, though, if I'm trying to have a great evening. Yeah, Henny is Henny's like a studio drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. When yeah, I used yeah. to do the show at a High Five Studio down the street, uh, mm-hmm. they used to have Henny a lot. And, I mean, it, it's a great alcohol, but it definitely, like, you start talking big ideas that are like, wait, Man. you get a big-ass head <laughs> when you drink Henny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it gives you like out, outer, outer thoughts. Right, You're like you start, your head gets higher and higher in the clouds. Like you, you just get so like um, you. You start thinking way too big when you drink henny. My head started calling henny a motivational drink. Yeah, but it, it gives is.
1: you a lot of motivation. Yeah, uh, as you think a lot, true that. Yes, it does. Which so, can be a good, good and a bad. It thing.
0: can be a good, but then yeah, yeah. the next morning you'll be like, <laughs> the "Fuck! did I say that." You're like, "That was the dumbest shit I ever thought of." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Sometimes it happens. We have yeah, problems. yeah, man. Well, uh, what we talk about on Mister Knife's guy, we examine love and fear, passion and creativity, and uh, so. I've known of you for a while um, because of shell uh, mm-hmm. I know she manages you. Yeah. I know that like she, you were an art one of the first artists. Like when she was like actively like working out here in like music management, you were like one of the first artists she invested in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So like I've known of you and like I've known you perform like like a lot of her like at the Ishari Artist <laughs> Management <laughs> <Yeah>. events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I know you've done Cactus Club a number of times, right? Most definitely. Shout out to Cactus Most Club. Definitely. Shout out to them. Shout out to Kelsey. Kelsey's the best. Shout out to Kelsey. Dude, she just bought Cactus Club. Yeah. Shout out
1: to her for that for the all age venue thing too. That's mm-hmm. a major win for them. It's a
0: major win. It is. I can't wait to see what comes from that though. Yeah. That should totally. be that should be very interesting. Well, yeah, and it's. I mean, I know the people that have been in the scene for a while have really been. Trying to, they worked real hard to bring all ages venues back. Yeah. Because like like, I know it was a big thing before, but we lost a lot of them, and now like some of them are starting to come back, which is great. They stick around this time. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah, and hopefully they act right for them to stick around this time. Yes. that's really what it is. Yeah. So, so Jay Carr, I guess to start, I want to hear a little bit about your background and music and when did music become uh, a creative outlet for yourself growing up um
1: well for me i would say like a typical story growing up in church you know the music band section was always like it was always what 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 fascinated me Mm -hmm. like the sounds from from the drums i started out as a drummer you Mm -hmm. know and um i think it was when my sister and my brother moved up north to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and went to Marion College up there or whatnot. So around that time, I want to say I was like 10, 11. uh, I want to say like 10, 11 around that age. And uh, that's when my brother had Logic. That was the first time I ever, I used to wonder like how the heck do people get it on like 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 records? How do you get it on the yeah. CD? How do you record it? Like I used to think people do it with like tape recorders. You know how you uh, say for instance you tape record the song and then you go over it again and you know I used to think go like that. So when I seen that, I seen logic and the way he was maneuvering and then he started showing me little tips and tricks and then. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is like kind of cool. But I didn't know too much at the time to like do it like that. So I was like, I'm going to just keep watching. I'm going to just keep watching. So I think when I turned 12, my sister wrote my first rap for me. Mm. And I think from there, it just it just grew because I really, I just, I just was always passionate about music. Growing up hearing hip hop music, I used to always love like the rap patterns. I was a very big fan of... Like, Outkast for the rap cadences. I was Mm -hmm. a very big fan of Jay-Z. It's, I mean, I can keep going, like, a list Mm -hmm. on. And then, like, as I got older, like, finding out different stuff about different people, like the Neptunes. Like, I didn't really have access to stuff like that at first. I'm not even gonna lie. I was listening to music. You didn't know who made what, you know, unless you bought the CD and had the actual, you know, Track listing and cover mm-hmm. and the credits and stuff. <clears> so it just it just grew into a lot more after like going up north multiple times recording, and it was like you know what this shit is fun as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think this might be something I want to do. But then again, it's like when you're growing up, like young age, it's like how many how many people are really gonna be you know successful with yeah. it. Right. But it's like I always had a feeling like, yeah, I think that's what I wanna do because whenever I do it it's like that's when I'm at the most peace. Yeah. You know, that's when I'm at most comfort. Like I'm in a whole nother zone. Nothing else matters, you know, nothing else exists. But You close off the rest of the world, yeah. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. That's how it is. But from there it was like middle school. I was writing raps. Uh uh, reciting my shit to everybody, like bro, let me see how, let me rap this to you real quick. Tell me how this shit sounds. Some of it, some of it, of course, wasn't it wasn't all good, but it wasn't all bad either. And then I think once I got in high school, it really, it really like set in, you know, because I was making beats. I had a few people from high school, uh like one of my guys. I'm still kicking it with it right now, Courtney Castro. uh Shout out to my boy Castro. Um, we used to be at like he used to come to my crib. Or we'd go to my sister house and I'd make a beat or something, you know, and then it's like it transformed to a whole song. But after it's like over time, I started to fall more in love with producing, yeah, you because know? it's like that became easier than actually writing songs and shit. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, it's just like the shit is I don't know I don't know how to describe producing like. That is like one of the best feelings ever. To like create a whole vibe, you know. It's like a, it's like creating a time, mm-hmm. you know, a, a moment in time. It's like capturing that shit all in one moment, and then, you know, to be actually inclined with it, you know, to be musically inclined. I'm not that inclined, but you know, I know how to maneuver around the keyboard. Yeah, my uh, my brother, one of my brothers, growing up, and I was like. Thirteen sat down with me and showed me a few things, you know. So now, as as I grow, you know, I've learned more, you know, and I implement that into my producing, which helps me, you know, bring more emotion to my writing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I feel like if you can captivate how you feel musically, it'll kind of help you. And I feel like that's what makes a song better too, because yeah. the feeling of the song helps the words, you know. And if they come together, it's just like a Like a marriage, you know. Oh yeah,
0: right. Paper unite the two. Right on paper, ain't that some shit? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And you're the one that's marrying the two, you know. You're the one that. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, you're the one saying you may now kiss the bride, You know, type shit. Dude, that's that's cool. Like you say that, you know, like producing, like is like the real like magic. Of like what you find in music Cause Producing seems so intimidating Because while it is so beautiful mm-hmm. It's also kind, Like it's so vast Like you could do yeah. You could take so many different approaches With it sure. And like sure. And that's And like people say it all the time But like You know Producers like Really Really need the credit they deserve really Like on every like track too. Cause like Yeah, Yeah, like without the producer, there's really no, there's really no. Right,
1: unless you want to do acapella, you can be acapella artist, but you sure can be without 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 the producer. I think I think the producer, and I might have my numbers wrong, but I think the producer makes up for like sixty percent of the music business, and I say sixty and not fifty because. That's all. It's, that's where you. That's where you get it from. The mm-hmm. other forty goes between the artists. I would say the artists and the, the the labels and you know all the other super deep stuff that I don't want to get into right now. But, you know, it's like they, they they hold more of the weight because mm-hmm. they they actually direct the song. Depending on the track, you know. That might detail on if you have a platinum record, you know. You can't. I mean, I don't know anyone with a platinum record that did anything acapella without a beat. Right.
0: Yeah. I just. That's just. Yeah. Me. No. I. I agree. And like, you can just take so many different approaches to like how you want to like what kind of tempo that you want to put these words to. Yeah. Getting the like the beat down and then matching those words to the beat, like that's yeah. just like, that takes a lot of creative instinct. Yeah. That that's not true. everyone has. It is, a, it is a lot. It takes too much. It, actually,
1: that's probably, I'm not even gonna say probably, that's what took me so long to put out the first EP that I put out, Force to Speak, is because I was still producing and I was still finding better songs, better, you know, but it's like, it's hard to like, and then as a creative, when you're creating every day, it's like something from yesterday may have sounded 10 times better than something that you created today, mm-hmm. but then again the next day, something that day could sound 10 times better than what you just created, you know, that other day. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, so it's yeah. like, it keeps growing that you got it's like, if you don't, and then me, like when I first really? did my first EP, I didn't have like a set, a yeah. set of songs. It just was like, let me get something out there. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, it kept switching. Always right. constantly. When changing.
0: are you gonna settle on something? Yeah, nothing. That shit is <laughs> irritating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's irritating. Yeah, right. Because it's like you know, eventually you know you will have to like pick and choose like what you choose to like, you know, yeah. put out to the world to represent you True. as an artist, but. True. Also, you know, like, I'm still, like, a firm believer that, yeah, like, there is, you know, you can't rush, like, your, you know, creative energy. Like, you have to just find the right, the one that, like, you feel is right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, eventually you're just going to have to be, like, this is as good as it's going to get. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So, um... So as you kept writing raps, like as you got older, you know, through high school, like uh, when did you start like, uh, you know, entering the studio, recording and stuff like that? I think I did that like
1: seriously, like I seriously started like, started doing that type of stuff from like 20, I want to say 2016, but it might be 2017, because Mm -hmm. 2016 was the year that I decided like, alright, this is what I'm gonna do like for sure like I'm not even gonna waste my time doing nothing else like like I said this is I, I get into music and it's a whole nother zone I become a whole yep. another person so it's like all right let me see if I could do this for real so totally uh, I want to say towards the end of 16 beginning of 17 is when I start getting in the studio and the first time I was in the studio was with Genesis. Shout out to Genesis. Big man, shout out to Jen who recorded the whole "Forced to Speak." Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It yeah. was the first time that I got in the studio, and that was like kind of—it was kind of weird because I'm used to recording with my brother, mm-hmm. and it's like I wanted—I wanted that because I wanted to see what it'd be like to record elsewhere, you know, versus recording with, with with my comfortable zone. So I wanted to get outside my comfort zone and go somewhere else. And it was like, it was a cool experience. It was a very, it was a very cool experience. Uh, I actually was in the process. It was like I was teaching myself, if that makes sense. It was like, just oh yeah. like as a producer, too, like I said, I'm a producer as well, it's like, um you try to you try to listen out for sound, so it's like I was more so when I was in there, I was more so rapping, and at the same time trying to figure out the sound. So it's like in certain takes, I would do things differently. You know what I'm saying? Certain certain cadences I would hear, and try and switch it up. So it was like doing that, I feel like kind of helped me a lot better in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that. I feel like. um, that probably was a better that was a better move for me because I probably would have stayed in my in my in my element and also at the same time, it's like I wanted to be around or be in a studio with someone that wouldn't be like I wanna say in it for the money. You yeah. know, somebody that, that sees what I'm trying to do or hears the music and, and sees that the route that I'm trying to go engineer wise and then, you know, try to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like uh, if I'm slacking I don't want to be in there slacking, and you hear me slacking, and you don't say anything. And that's why, that's why I have a lot of respect for Genesis. Because when I was in there, and a lot of the times I felt myself slacking, and he said something. You know, I respect yeah. stuff like that because yeah, yeah. it's like not so much as that I want to be slacking, but it's like after so while, after so so many takes, you kind of start getting, you start getting irritated. That's yeah. shit It's like. Like, man, I know my words. Like, why am I fucking up? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it happens, you know?
0: Right. So I respect him for that. Totally. I mean, he's a he's a very insightful individual that, you know, I think he has a lot of, really, like, really good grounding things to say to anyone who's, like, well, yeah. trying to yeah. navigate their sound, their brand, the industry in general, like, because, you know, he's done... He's been doing it for a long time and like, he's very professional. Um, And I know a lot of people in the hip-hop scene and outside of the hip-hop scene that have worked with him. So like, yeah, Jen's a great figure for sure. Um, For sure. So how would you eventually uh, uh, get in touch with I Shell? Well,
1: I don't want to reveal the the secret, but...
0: Oh, that's, yeah. That's well, uh,
1: no, but that just so happens to be my sister. That is, that's my sister. So I've had access to her my whole life. Oh, nice. I was, I was there when she went to school to, to do what she's doing today. I remember her graduating. I remember her being the first African-American to do the senior recital at the school. So mm. she's been around pretty much forever, since
0: diapers. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Word. For sure. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Once again, shout out to <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so I know you dropped, uh, you dropped, yeah. I'm going to pull up uh, Spotify real quick. Um, so, yeah, I know you dropped Forced to Speak. That was your first DP in 2018. And then, um. You- Actually, I dropped that. That wasn't 2018. That was
1: 2016. No, that was oh, 2017. Okay. That was 2017. But what happened was. I, um. Dude, is it. It kind of makes me mad when I remember this story because. It's like at the time when all of the, when all of it happened I was at like such a momentum rush within myself you know I was feeling good about myself feeling good about my artistry I started off as Kalo mm. I started that was my beginning mm. I started off as Kalo I don't know for what reason I had a few releases out and mm. it's like I never knew that it was another band named Kalo. Like, I didn't know yeah. that there was a group. That's tough, yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all this under me. I'm thinking I'm being creative. You know, I got the name. I looked it up. It's supposed to be Hawaiian for the voice and the sound. I'm like, okay, that's cool because I got my own sound, you know. And it's just me. It's all original. So I'm like, okay, I'm running with it. Um I want to say I dropped it on my birthday 2017 and it was like it was like man when I tell you the shit happens so fast the shit happens so fast like imagine scrolling on your Facebook and you just scrolling and in the middle of your scrolling it says session timeout and you know you didn't log out so it's like you try to log back in and it said you can't then you go to Instagram and you're scrolling, but then they do the same. It's like, yeah. all right, you can't. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I hit I hit my manager, I hey Shell, and I'm like, uh, bro, they just logged me out of my Facebook and my Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is that? She said, uh, I don't I don't know. Hold on, let me let me do some looking. Let me do some looking, let me take a see. So like an hour or so went by she hit me back like oh bro they just hit you with the cease and desist i said what the fuck what the fuck is that <laughs> i mean like i didn't know what it was yeah. but I knew, I knew that's not nothing good you right, know i yeah. didn't really know the details of what the hell the cease and desist was but i knew it wasn't nothing good so i'm like what is that She like oh yeah so basically it's a whole nother band out here it's a whole nother group out here named Kalo and what happened was my name and my songs were were becoming in conflict with theirs. Oh really? It's like when people search their name they're going more so to my songs than theirs. Yeah. So that kind of I guess I kind of would take that in, in the slightly way too because if we do have the same name and people are looking for me and they go search me you know and another individual pops up I kind of feel some way too but yeah. I guess feel like they could have sent the message like, "Hey, can you send your? Can you switch your name?" Because, for one, the Instagram that it was on like that had personal, it had personal stuff on there. You know? Oh yeah, right. From my uncle, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. You yeah, know? It's, so it's like you know, I was like, I was salty, but that was that was like that was like a hurtful time. In, in the beginning of my career, yeah, it
0: kind of made yeah. me want to sit back and not do. I feel it. like if someone sent me some shit, like, like oh, dude, that
1: fucking piss you off, bro. Yeah. I didn't like, do okay, shit.
0: I have to pretty much restart this whole fucking brand. So you know, it took me like six
1: months to come up with a whole nother name. Yeah, because it's like at yeah. first I was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm not doing this any shit anymore. No oh fuck it, okay, cool. They took all that. I'm not finna redo this, so I had to type all my music down off of all the sites, I'm talking about off of every site, now yeah. mind you, I paid to put this shit out, now it ain't that much, I ain't gonna say it like it's that much, but still, the fact that I paid for it. Right. You still, it was all process. I don't give a fuck if it was $2, $3, $4, you pay for something, and you're not getting your money back, that's kind of like slapping in the face,
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I agree, so yeah.
1: I paid for my shit, I ain't not get my money back, and I had to pay to re-release it, so it kind of was like, man, they they double slapped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they double slapped my shit, right? Yeah. And I couldn't even do shit. I couldn't even do shit yes. about it because, technically and legally, they had it together, and yeah. that's when that's when I was more so slapped with the reality of the business side of mm-hmm. it. You know that you gotta have <clears throat> all your paperwork in order, whether it's from. Um, Trademark your brand logos to trademark. I just trademark everything. Fuck it. Just trademark it all. Because if you do all that hard work and put all that hard work in for all of that shit, just for just for nothing, I guess gonna eventually like just make you gonna be like fuck it. And for a while I was like fuck it until it's like, man, you know what? I cashed pretty much everything I had into this. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like I can't, but it's like I had to reboot. Then in the process of rebooting. It's like, how do I reboot when I already just had my little, you know, already had my persona? I had me, you know. So it's like now I got to become a whole another person. Whether as, you know, it to me, I'm like, you know, you're probably being too deep, but it really wasn't because <clears throat> me as Kalo, I kind of operated differently. I, I felt differently. But after that sting, it's like now I'm operating even different. You know, mm-hmm. even more different. Now I know more, so I I do different. Yeah. If that
0: makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's an arduous process for sure, but I mean, I'm glad you got it rebooted and everything. Was as, as 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 like uh, tedious as that probably was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. a
1: yeah. Yeah, help to that too. I got to shout out the people that was encouraging me not to quit too, because. I had a few people that, that knew about the situation And hmm. I told about it And they was like, man, don't let it stop you Don't let it knock you yeah, off, bro. Right. you gotta get back yeah. I'm like, man, in my head I'm like, man, fuck, like, I don't care, bro They just basically took everything I took a whole year to build Like It took a minute for me to come together With that project, and the day that I drop it Is the day that it got C-Synthesis like, yeah. I wanna say 30 minutes after it dropped I had to take it down They bro. set me up and what they knocked me, me down. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, i like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's out now, so. Like, it is. Go get that. Go stream that. Even though, you know, I dropped it in 2018, you know, I still can go listen to it. There's still some relatable moments on there. Hey, right. Go ahead
0: and force the speed. You bet. So uh, the, the the more recent EP, uh, "What Happened to Love," uh, yeah. tell me about that project. Uh, in, in addition to the single "Real Love," right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so
1: what happened to love was? <clears throat> I feel like, well, for me, I felt like I make I make nice love songs, or I want to say. Songs of the emotional value towards relationships i I'm, I'm I feel I personally feel like I'm good with that so um previous to to that year, um, which was the actual first first single that I dropped which was she knows I dropped that on Valentine's Day. um that was the very first single I dropped, and I did that on Valentine's Day. And then the year after I was like, okay, I wanna do something else and I wasn't I wasn't like too sure as to what to do. I was gonna do another single, but then I was like, Well, Shell's like, you know, you probably could do like another E P, you know. You got I mean, you got enough love songs, you know, to put on a throw at least three four on the E P. So I'm like, Okay, cool. So at that point it was more so of which songs am I gonna pick and For that one, I had, um, I didn't really, like, once again, I didn't have a track listing for that one. I didn't really have a set list of songs. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I was going to lead with Real Love. And I wrote that song, actually, right, I want to say the day after my son was born. Mm -hmm. And he was born in 2018. So, the day after my son was born, we were still in the hospital and uh i was just in there writing because before we went to the hospital i had made the real love beat and and i was like man it gave me so many mary j blige vibes you know back in the real love i'm searching for a real yeah. love, so i'm <coughs> like God, that should be cold you know if i put my own spin to it so i'm in the hospital listening to it and that's that's how I came up with that record in the hospital, you know, nice. surrounded by the, the people that I love, you know. Yep. So that kind of was another motive behind that. And then um, I had another song uh, that I had that I had wrote, and I was looking for a female. Like I needed a female to sing because I felt like if it was a, a if it was more so of a collab, I feel like the song would make more sense and it would hit better so it took me a while to find a female for that for that specific song which was Nice Alone and it came to my mind a female came to my mind and I'm like dude I just like I don't know I don't know if she's gonna agree you know I don't you know if you don't if you're in the music scene and a lot of people like they know you but don't know you you like kind of don't want to reach out yeah because you don't know how people react you don't know how people really totally you don't want to right you
0: don't want to like uh someone to be off put about you right right so it's
1: like i just i just was like fuck it and i sent the message and i asked her and i was like man okay i got this song that i wrote and i really feel like your voice would fit for it and she was like all right send it to me so i sent it to her and she said, Yeah, so I'm like, Alright, cool. We got to working on the song. The song became what it was. And I'm like, it was it was like instantly when I heard her in the studio in the booth. I recorded that by the way. I just had somebody else mix it, which was another thing. See, I be trying to do it all, i be trying to do <laughs> it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, like we was in the session and she was killing. I'm talking about killing. When I say killing, bro, I mean she was killing. Murdering. And I'm like, yep. yeah, I knew. I knew. It was like when I heard her, I was like, yeah, I made the, I made the right choice to you yep. know, to put her on there. Shout out to Jamika. Jamika this year. Shout out Shout to Jamika. Jamika. Right. Um Yeah, so that's how that song came about. Um I wish I think I wrote I wrote that one day because I was I was I was I was kind of fucked up about the situation that I had just like got out of and I was like you know I had that beat for a minute and I never knew what the fuck I was gonna do with it mm-hmm. and it was just like I'm gonna just put some I'm gonna put some emotion shit on here some emotional stuff on here and same with um, moving on that wasn't more so about the moving on wasn't more so about relationship it was just was about me moving on from a lot of you know bs from like friendships yeah from, from relationships as well from family members to the whole nine. like just it's like i'm trying to move on and build and that's that's my self-love song you know yeah you gotta have i feel like self-love is a very important key especially in today's world mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't really truly love oh, yeah stuff, so I feel like that—that that was my message to like
0: move on. Like, and they look for that—that yeah. that love in other people. They right to to validate. Them. Right, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you ain't gonna get that validation,
1: so oh, like no. you gotta love yourself and be able to move on from a lot of bullshit and a lot of you know a lot of negative people. And you gotta be able to look. You know what I mean? Look with your head high and just know that you 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 the shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that song was, but. That 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 all came about because I felt like that would be a, a perfect time, you know. Yeah. Valentine's Day, you know, another compilation of of a few love songs that that don't only just compliment like relationship love, but self love, you know. All types of shit, you know. Yeah. That was that was just that was just a, a fun little project in mm-hmm. itself, right there. Totally and love. something for the females to listen
0: to, you know. Yeah, so cool. of course. And- well, time Valentine's Day, uh, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a holiday that, you know, so culturally celebrates love with another person, but ultimately it can just be celebrated, celebrating love of yourself. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So and then the joint you did with that uh, Jen
1: with uh, Jen. This past year. Yeah, that shit that shit came together that shit came together crazy because once again I was in the studio by myself, vibing out. I'm talking about it had to be like 2 or 3 in the morning I'm just up jumping around the studio Like oh my fucking god This is going so Like cause I made the beat I'm like dude this is retarded Cause the way I made the beat It was all from like It was all from little loops and shit that I cut up You know and just put together I chopped them all up you know Took the pieces and shit yeah. that I want from him And put it together And I was just like what the fuck dude It's like, Cause when I started it I didn't intend it to sound like that which goes to show like sometimes the energy can shift in the in the session. So it's yeah. like I'm like, What the fuck? Like the way it shifted on me, I was surprised my damn self. But then it's like I started hearing a little melody with for the to um oh, my pretty girls in the room, I love it when I ain't had no words, that's all I had. Pretty girls in the room, I love it when you <laughs> your, your shoes, that's all I had. I'm like, What the fuck? Okay. So, time kept going and I kept hearing the song in my head. I'm like, man, I gotta do this. I gotta do it. But I'm like, I don't wanna rap on here. I'm like, I could do it, but it's like, I think I think me singing would be enough, you know? I don't wanna overkill it, but I'm like, who the fuck would go perfect? At this point, I'm more so trying to figure out like sound connections, like who, who sounds good where that's where like my producing shit comes in like if I shot beats I'll try to figure out who sounds good on what beat but when I did that specific song all I can hear with Genesis and I'm like dog I don't know if this once again I'm like I don't know if this nigga gonna dog but if he do I know this shit gonna be crazy
0: mm-hmm.
1: so again fuck it I just asked him like Hey, bro, I got this record, bro. It's hard as hell. I tried to oversell it, so he didn't do it. I'm like, bro, this motherfucker hard. as <laughs> a bitch. I swear to God, bro, it's guaranteed. This motherfucker definitely gonna be a gold record. I'm just guaranteed, bro. This motherfucker code. He, like, sent it to me. Let me hear it. I never sent it to him. I forgot to send it to him, which is <laughs> my fault. But when we got to the session, I luckily I had booked the session with him already. So... We got to the session, he's like, oh, you got that record? I did. to th- I had this. to join I already came to do. He's like, you got that record, you asked me about right? I'm like, yeah. Uh I pull it up for him in the middle of the session. And I pull it up for him. He hear it. He don't say shit. I'm like, damn, bro don't fuck. Yeah <laughs> Man, I thought he was gonna fuck with it a little bit. I mean he was bobbing his head and shit, but then he wasn't like, Oh hell yeah, bro, I'm gonna fuck with it. He ain't say shit. I'm like, Oh damn bro, do not fuck with it. Man, I might have to find somebody else. So we just we just listening to it. He repeated after the third time I said, I think he might be fucking with it. I don't know, he still ain't saying shit. Next thing you know, the nigga get up and go in the booth. I said, oh,
0: let <laughs> Let's fucking go.
1: Yeah. I'm like, let's go. The G- then right. he laid ladies verse right there. I'm like, oh, my fucking
0: He's God. He's very observant like
1: that. I'm like, man, this yeah. shit did not come together any fucking better, dog. And he did the shit the same day that I had my session. And it was that from there. At that point, it was just when we're going to release it, bro. When we're going to put it out. Ooh. That shit was, like, crazy, man. That record was retarded,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah, we finished shooting the video for that, too. We finished the video for that, too, so... I, I'm gonna need Word. some extras. I'm looking around the middle of March, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna need some extras to come in there. You know, we're gonna get that that, that good old-school vibe for that. Mm. Most, Hell yeah. Most definitely. Word. Um, that's dope. Um, so what are you working on now? Well, right now, I'm actually... I'm actually working on some, some some productions. I'm looking to enter a beat battle or two. Nice. You know, I've been to a few and they're fun. You know, I feel like that's my element of, of yeah, shit, yeah. you know. I like I like producing, I like the whole element of beat making. I like all of that shit. So, hopefully I can get into a beat battle or two. Yeah. I don't know. Um right now I'm actually in the process I think I got um a show or two coming up. I'm not really sure I gotta look at my calendar. That's kinda bad, right? I should know that. But, <laughs> but uh yeah I think I got a show or two coming up and um right now I'm currently working on I wanna do like a collab a, a collab project with a few artists. I have those artists in mind. I want to reveal it, but I I, I want to reveal it as it comes closer to being yeah, done, and sure. people, you know, agree, and the proper business has been handled. You know, but mm-hmm. that that's what I'm looking forward to right now. And I'm I'm probably probably gonna be releasing something again mid like um, summer, probably around the summertime. Mid
0: yeah, summer, summer,
1: I might hit. I might slide something out early. Sure. Like I, I got this song called Unshaded. I've been. I've been waiting to, to release it. I might do that before. Before I go into my little my little phase for the summer or whatnot.
0: But sure. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, we love to see it. Um, Most definitely. We at Breaking and Entering will uh, be looking for the next Jay Carter record. That's for sure. Most. All right, Jay Carr. Um, man, this was dope. I'm feeling that tequila. Feeling really good. It's going to hit you. It, sure. it's, it's been hitting me a little bit. Uh, but, man, this was dope to talk to you about your artistry and uh, everything about you know the records you have out and the ones you're working on. So yeah. as we close out, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Well, what keeps me up at night is knowing that
1: I am not where I want to be. You know? Uh, and I feel like until I am where I want to be, I'm going to continue to be up at night yeah. and figure this shit out. That's real. Yeah.
0: I'm the same way. Right, right. What puts you to sleep? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed. Am I allowed to sleep? Yes, you can. Okay. Say whatever uh, the fuck uh, you
1: <laughs> want. Well, I allowed to say it? I don't know. On, but, uh,. I think uh, uh, it's a certain tree called Mary Jane. That's, uh, my, yeah. that's the only thing that can put me down. Uh-huh. Either that, or if I've been up too long. Like some days, I go two days at a time without sleeping. But
0: old uh, <laughs> tree me. called Mary Jane. <laughs> Look <laughs> <looking> at us, <laughs> uh, 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 dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I've heard of that tree. I think it doesn't. It, uh it's farmed a lot. Doesn't yeah, really grow very, naturally in this region, right? Very, no, I, don't think, I don't think really it grows that. Not too naturally. <laughs> oh, man. But it does get farmed. It's <laughs> for it's, <sure>. it's profitable. Thanks <laughs> for being on the show. No problem, man. You bet. No problem. Uh, What happened to love? Uh, yeah, go get that. Force to speak. Go get that. All that stuff. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, we'll stay tuned for Jay Carnwood's Guy Cook in 2020. Hey, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.